Welcome to the CFN Podcast. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the CFN Podcast. As always, I'm your host, CJ Campbell, and uh, I'm trying to get used to this new microphone, so if you guys hear you know, sounds in the back or anything, that's the washer and dryer going. I'm sorry if it's picking up. I can't do anything about it, uh, so just you just got to live with it. Anyway, um, today I wanted to talk to you guys about the new Shaler hockey job that I got uh, for strength and conditioning for the entire organization for hockey. Um, and before I actually start talking about that, uh, I first want to thank you guys for supporting my podcast in any way, shape, or form, especially during this time right now. I don't think I've done one since, like, m- beginning of May, maybe. I don't know, maybe April. But uh, I don't think I've done one by myself for a long time here. So it feels good to be back on the mic talking to you guys. And like I said, I, I just want to thank you for listening to it, um, the interest that you guys take into it. And, you know, the, both of those kind of carry over in the public. So when I see some of you at the, you know, at the bar, at work, um, just in public places in general, and you kind of bring it up to me and say, you know, how much you love it or, you know, things you like about it, things you don't like about it, which is completely okay because I always love constructive criticism. Seriously, I do. And it, it, just, it just makes me feel good, especially when I haven't really put a lot of time into this podcast over the last couple months with everything going on and me just having different priorities at the time. So um, I wanted to cover that real quick. And the other thing I wanted to cover before I start talking is uh, why I do these type of podcasts. And I'm sure some of you, when you clicked on this, you probably thought, oh, CJ's just going to gloat. You know, he's just going to kind of show off and tell us how good he is and stuff like that. And that's, guys, If you first of all, if you've ever listened to one of my podcasts before, you know that's not true. And if you've ever talked to me in person, you know that shit's not true. And I'm never going to do that. So um, it's just not the kind of person I am. And it's not how I was really raised. So you're never going to really get that side of me. Um, But I just want to say that right from the get-go. And I know I titled this podcast Why I Took the Shaler Job. And, you know, again, I'm not here to talk above anyone. I don't think I'm above anyone else. I am merely sharing information uh, because this is the easiest way sometimes for me to relay information to family and friends that I have around the country. So they love to listen to this. And, again, for some of you listening right now, maybe you just want to hear what's going on with me, which is cool. I love it. I love that you guys want to hang out with me and listen to this. And for some people, like my high school kids or my college athletes that like listening to this, I'm giving them perspective uh, and insight to what it's like to make decisions and kind of things to think about when you take jobs like this. So that's why I'm doing it. I'm not really looking for validation from any of you um, or any drama. I just really enjoy the fact that you decided to click on this and stuff like that. So uh, I pretty much wasted the first three minutes here, <laughs> but um, I definitely wanted to cover that stuff. And today... <sighs> I definitely wanted to talk about this Shaler job because when I posted it on Instagram and Facebook, I think it was last week, early last week maybe, or week before that, I don't know, um, I got a lot of really great feedback, and I, I also got like a, I, I'm just going to say a healthy amount of, can not constructive criticism, but kind of passive-aggressive 
messages. And it, I knew it was probably coming, but I kind of, you know, you always, when you're faced with those situations, you always have to be kind and you always have to be the bigger person, right? And that's what you just have to do. You just have to say thank you and move on with your day. Don't look into anything. Don't, you know, anything like that. So that's what I did. And um, I think the best way to start this off is just to talk about Butler and, you know, what happened there real quick. I'm not going to, you know, go over it for its entirety and shit like that. So, um, I think out of all the messages from people that, from parents that I've coached or coached their kids and other people that I, you know, maybe friends or anything like that, um, it's just kind of, I felt obligated to come on here and talk about that. So first of all, Butler was just one opportunity. Okay. It was just one opportunity in my career path that it was, it was the low hanging fruit and I had a lot of people that believed in me and to be specific, and I know he wouldn't care if I used his name. Uh, Mike Ackleson was the president of the organization at the time for Butler hockey. And he saw a lot in me and he saw a lot of potential and him and I together created the position of head strength and conditioning coach for Butler hockey. It was the first actual position that anyone has gotten paid for or decided to do. So I knew I had a shit ton of work to do on my own. And that's what I did. And he knew I was going to do it. Um, But once everything blew over and I got let go, I look at it now as it was just an opportunity. And that's all I ever really want. And I'm just going to say this right now for anyone getting into coaching, personal training, anything like that, you have to take the low hanging fruit. Stop thinking you're above everyone else. Stop thinking you deserve, you know, this or that or because someone else did because they have connections. Sometimes you don't have those connections. And I don't really have great connections when it comes to my field, even though I do have some good ones. Um, it's not to the point where, you know, it's going to carry me to a, a fantastic job in Florida or something like that. Uh, so you have to take the low hanging fruit because first of all, that's going to build your resume. And second of all, it's just good experience for yourself. So that's how I looked at Butler and I'm extremely blessed, uh, to work with the parents, the kids, um, putting my CFN camp together, all of the memories that were basically enclosed in that summer, especially from Taylor, my photographer, uh, she caught some amazing moments on camera and stuff. So I can't really complain about much when it comes to that. Um, but looking back on it now, especially after taking this Shaler job, it was just an opportunity. I'm kind like I'm kind of glad that I got let go. And if you're listening right now and you think, well, CJ, that's pretty you know messed up to say, right? It's really not. And when I first got let go, and I'm not going to go into detail because it's just not appropriate for this podcast, but I saw it as, you know, betrayal or stuff like that. And I was so mad for the longest time. And, you know, I'm still kind of still kind of salty about it, but I don't dwell on it. And looking back on it now, I knew God took me out of that situation for a reason. And I'm kind of glad I got let go. And it was just... Like, have you guys ever had one of those gut feelings where you know you don't really fit in anymore, or you know you really shouldn't be there, and you know what I mean? Like, it's one of those just gut-wrenching feelings that you feel like you just don't belong, and that's how I kind of started to feel once all the new coaching and the management came through, um, and I inevitably got let go, and that's just how it works, and of course, you know, like I said, I was pissed, but now looking back on it, it's just an opportunity Um, I actually still train 
and I love the guys from that team, and I hope they don't mind, but, you know, like Trevor Ackleson, Beck McLean, Ben Thrash, you know, Tate and Connor and, you know, all those guys, and Blake, uh, they're just solid kids all around, and I was truly blessed to work with all of them, and uh, I still love them. I would still train them to this day if I could, but uh, with my jobs right now, it's, it's pretty hard to, so um, other than that, it's another thing too where when when I got these passive aggressive messages from you know parents on Facebook or uh, old friends on Facebook or anyone like that or Instagram even, um, I kind of I kind of <laughs> just sat there and laughed a little bit only because you know it, it just felt it felt like Butler it just did and look I'm not knocking on everyone like Butler is in a bad place but I think a lot of people think Butler is like a mecca for I have no idea what um and it's just not and there's so much more than just Butler County um and that's what I kind of thought of once I got let go and those are things I still think about today and I'm grateful for because if I never would have got let go I would have never have had the opportunity to work at Fox Chapel and to work now at Shaler and kind of branch out to those Pittsburgh areas and for some reason I just think people aren't okay with others working outside of Butler County, I guess. Um, but I knew that's what I needed to do. So that's something where when the opportunities come by, I'm going to take it. I don't care if I have to drive an hour and, you know, train kids for just an hour and then drive another hour home. Like, I don't care. Um, and if you're kind of in my shoes or around my age or in my situation with getting a job, you need to learn to not care either. Because in the end, um, experience is experience, and if you have to drive an hour or if you have to drive five minutes, that's what you do. But don't limit you li- don't limit yourself to a ten mile radius around your house, because then you'll never be able to learn new things. And I can tell you guys right now, I have learned things from Fox Chapel and uh, North Allegheny and Allegheny Health Network, where I've got to intern at. I've learned more things there than I could have ever have imagined if I would have stayed here coaching for Butler only and that's just the truth and I'm not really afraid to say that and if you know you're from Butler and you get offended by this you shouldn't because I'm sure you've gone out and done stuff too outside of Butler and um, it feels good and it's necessary and that's something my mom's kind of guiding me through right now too is just finding different opportunities so um, I'm always grateful for that but you know when I get those messages like the passive aggressive and you <laughs> you guys have all gotten these before like whether it was a boyfriend girlfriend friend parent doesn't matter you've all gotten a passive aggressive message before uh, but you can just tell and I kind of think about that and I think well you know maybe they think Butler is some mecca or Butler is um, some place where if it's if it's not here then it's nowhere and that's just <laughs> it's just not the case especially for strength and conditioning Um, and I tried to bring what I could back to Butler because Butler gave so much to me, but it was time to leave, and I'm extremely thankful for getting this opportunity at Shaler, Um, and I kind of, I gave back, I feel like I gave back more than what Butler gave me, and I made a lot of memories from hockey, I have a lot of great friends, but uh, it's time to move on, and it's time to kind of give that shit up and grow up a little bit, so um, that's how I kind of feel about it, but uh, that's why I didn't really want to stay and look for another job when it came to strength and conditioning here. And moving on to that, that's why I kind of took the Shaler job. So I have written down here, I have why Shaler. And so <laughs> I've gotten asked this already. 
some of you, like some people will say, well, why would you drive all the way out to Shaler, right? It's so far away. It's like an hour away from me. Um, it's actually, the position has been in talks for a couple months now uh, before announcing it. It just didn't happen out of the blue. And with Coach Corey, and he was actually an assistant coach when I was playing, and he kind of mentored me through the weight room. I got to shadow him one year, and then I I pretty much took over the strength and conditioning at Butler after that because Mike Ackleson was nice enough to give me an opportunity to pretty much run the show there. So that's what I did. And um, Corey pretty much believed that you know I was one of the best strength coaches in the entire area, so he wanted someone to help build that shaler organization with and he's like hey man we got to start from scratch this is what i got this is what i can give you and this is what we need to roll with can you do it and that's pretty much how most of our talks went and of course over the past couple months they've gotten more detailed and detailed and once i got approved by the board it was all over like that was it that was a wrap and i was on the team so this is this position has not been anything new it's been in talks for a while and um Shaler pretty much needs structure and guidance. That's what they need. And I was just talking with Corey the other day, and he was telling me how, you know, they're fast and they have a lot of potential. But as long as they have structure and discipline, you know, they can be lethal. Um, and I love walking into situations like this because I look at high school kids as a blank slate. And they've had no one like me before. They've had no one like Corey before. So what better opportunity to go somewhere that I have no idea who anyone is? And by the way, like that's the other, that's one of the other issues with coaching in your hometown is people know who you are, drama, politics, all that shit. Um, so it's nice to drive an hour to pretty much not know anybody and kind of get a feel for how other people react who don't know of you or don't know who your family is or any of that kind of stuff. So. Um, it's kind of, it's kind of welcoming and it was fresh and it was new. So that's why I kind of took it also. Uh, this job has provided me another opportunity. Um, over the past year since I've been let go from Butler, uh, I've learned a ton of new skills and gained a lot of knowledge. And, um, Corey just basically recognized that. And he's like, Hey dude, he's like, you can go crazy in the weight room. You have free reign. But he definitely wants to help, which is awesome. And uh, we've had some really good talks about what our goals are and our expectations and how we how we dictate uh, the same discipline from the ice to the weight room and vice versa and kind of carrying that consistent method of discipline to these kids. So once the season starts, they don't even have to think. They just know. And that's one of the goals during any offseason, basically, that you should have as a coach. So... Um, this was also another opportunity for my CFN advancement. Uh, like I said earlier, you guys can use it as you can use the low hanging fruit as resume builders, which I can absolutely do. But I look at more as, you know, CFN advancement to get my name out there since I was contracted. And uh, I'm just I'm just extremely excited. I'm excited for kids to see a somewhat younger coach be doing stuff on his own. And especially, like I said, since I don't know them, it's going to be nice. And uh, it's, it was nice to go to the parent meeting and kind of introduce myself to everyone and talk to people who have no idea who I am and have no idea how I coach or structure workouts or know what we're going to do. Like it's, it's very nice to just kind of keep everything under wraps until that first day of lifting. And that kind of carries over into, you know, 
molding my professional development on how I present myself to to new people, right? Because when you're talking to, you know, like you guys have all ran into parents of friends that you grew up with at bars or if you see them at Target or Walmart and they ask, oh, you know, how are you doing, blah, blah, blah. Like you know how to talk to those people because those people already know your background. They already know who your mom and dad are. They already know what sports you played, who you liked in high school, who you freaking dated, like all that shit that, you know, when you go to a new area, no one knows that. So in my case, that gives me an opportunity to mold professional development for myself and be okay with other people thinking I'm different and being okay with showing people that I'm different because I am, you know, I'm weird, man. Uh, <laughs> and I think more people need to see that, especially out of this area. So if I can take the skills that I've learned from Butler and Fox Chapel and Allegheny Health Network and everything that I've learned these past couple of years and bring it to a new area where no one knows me, uh, I think that's a huge advantage for me and also a huge advantage for the kids and parents because they're not going to get some Joe Schmo coach that, you know, plays, I don't know, some college sport and coaches T-ball or you know, played foot or some dad that played football in the nineties that thinks squat bench deadlift is the way to go. And I'll get to that. But those are the kind of scenarios that I'm kind of breaking down. And that's what Corey wanted to break down as the head coach and the director of hockey operations too. He wanted new people. He wanted his guys and the, the dominoes just kind of fell in place. So, um, when you guys are thinking of why Shaler would hire me or why they would be interested, uh, you kind of have to think what you bring to the table, right? And that's what I kind of had to think about too. And I talked to Corey about this. And I have a list here. Uh, and one of my, so if you guys go on cfnperformance.com, um, you'll see my coaching philosophy right there. And like my mission statement, I don't really hold back with that stuff because I try to be as authentic and transparent as possible. And that's one of our goals with these kids and these parents in the organization, right? So if you go on my website, you'll see that one of my philosophy points is old school mentality, new school technique. And what I mean by that is when I say old school mentality, I'm not saying like how people thought in the 90s and all that shit. Like, no, that's that's not what I mean. And I explain that too. What I mean by old school mentality is, you know, I see coaches that are around my age that have never gone through grit in adversity, in extreme amounts of failure, whether it's from jobs, sports, anything. Like, I just saw kids that are only worried about regurgitating information from an anatomy book instead of learning how to deal with people. And I feel like that's one of the things that back then, when I would hear stories from my mentors or coaches, that's what they had to go through. Now, would I use, <laughs> would I use some of the insane tactics that my coaches used when they were pissed or we lost a bad game? No, because I would get fired in today's world, okay? But when it comes to old school mentality, you need to put people through that adversity. You need to put high school kids through those tough decisions and make them fail in front of their teammates and expose them as human beings and not think that they're some high-level athlete, because they're not. They're just a kid that's just as insecure as the guy next to them. And my job, especially in the weight room, and if you guys have never been in the weight room with a team and a coach that gave a shit, you don't actually know how good it feels to be exposed in front of your best friends and then everyone being on the same page. It feels amazing. Um, and that's what I try to bring to these kids, whether it was Butler, Fox Chapel, and now Shaler. Like, that's just the kind of energy and realism I try to bring. And that's what I'm going to do. So 
that's kind of my philosophy with that old school mentality. And when I say new school technique, and I said this at the parents meeting, and I'm so happy I did (laughs) because some parents laughed and I could see the football dads, you know, thinking I'm some jackass, right? But like, it's not squat bench deadlift. It's just not. And, you know, doing three rep maxes every other week and doing one, one rep maxes every three weeks, it's not okay. And I've looked at similar programs for Butler football, and I've looked at similar programs from Shaler stuff in the past. Like, it's not, it's not okay. So my fresh new technique being a new strength coach in the industry, I've learned a lot, I've tested a lot, but I also don't know everything. Okay, and every kid is different. Even though I got 22 kids to shuffle through the gym, I'm good enough now to where I can pick out imbalances, differences, all of that on the fly. So if I need to pull a kid aside real quick for 30 seconds and tell him what he's doing wrong and then watch him and then go to the next kid, I can do that without wasting any of the team training time. So um, that's something that I've molded myself, and that's why I wanted to include it in the, my philosophy. Again, it's on cfnperformance.com if you guys want to go look at it and read it yourselves. Uh, and yeah, I mean, one of the things with the new school technique is one of my mottos, and I learned this at Allegheny Health Network, you always want to reduce, reduce the risk of injury first. That's what we're doing as professionals, right? So when it comes to programming, you need to throw things in there that are going to attest to those those needs. And depending on the sport, and I don't really believe in sports-specific training until you get to a certain level because most high school kids, believe it or not, they're on the same page and they just don't know it. Um, so they're kind of like the blank slates that I love to work with, and that's why I love working with kids so much because they're just so raw and, you know, blank that you could throw any stimulus at them and it would not work but I mean it would work but you know each kid's different so you got to adjust it and that's what I love about it so uh, I don't really do the old programming just heavy lifting all the time it's stupid so uh, one of the things that I made sure I went over at the parent meeting was reducing the risk of injury and taking our time you know I might not put a barbell on some kids back all summer because it's just not needed so Uh, I can go into depth with more of that stuff, but I'm not going to just for the sake of this podcast. We'll do that another time. But uh, I definitely want to bring my experience because I worked all through high school, all through college. I did free internships, free jobs, all that stuff, right? And I want to bring that to those kids and that energy to those kids, telling them that they can do it while they're still playing sports. And it's possible. It really is. And uh, I think if I can bring that to them and kind of shed some light and perspective on that kind of topic, then I feel like even if one or two kids gets it and not all 22 or 24, I think we have, uh, I would be more than happy. So that's one. That's another thing. The next thing, I definitely want to give them guidance. That's the one thing I really pride myself on from Butler is I gave these kids a lot of guidance, especially the seniors and the upperclassmen. Um because I'm so close in age to them, I'm able to connect with them and understand why they're tired, understand why their nutrition is so bad, understand their home situations if they decide to approach me and say, hey, CJ, you know, I didn't really get a lot of sleep last night because I had to go to my mom's and my dad's. Like, I get it. My parents split when I was five or four. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) I can't really remember the exact year, but uh, it's one of those things where I love relating to those kids and then giving them guidance after that. And going to the upperclassmen, 
I always get questions from my upperclassmen kids about what they should do in college, if they should play hockey or not. And I always tell them, and my coach has told me this too when I was a sophomore, I'm not good, I wasn't good enough to play actual NCAA D1 hockey. Like, you're just not. Trying to go from high school to D1 NCAA is pretty much unheard of. So when they told me that, I kind of took a couple steps back. And instead of being a dick and thinking I'm so, you know, cool and my ego inflating my head, um, I took a step back and I kind of thought, okay, now I can focus on just enjoying high school and then I can go work after college and, you know, start doing what I love outside of sports because sports is not life. And some of you right now may be listening and thinking, wow, you know, I got hurt or I didn't really enjoy college sports or I kind of feel like I wasted time. And you might have because you thought that was the right thing to do. So I always tell my guys, never feel bad for not doing what the guy beside you is doing. And some kids want to go play, you know, ACHA club hockey. And I think that's awesome. And I've had kids that come to me crying because they want to play hockey, but they also know they also want to get into construction or, you know, being a a mechanic uh, or going to school for something, I don't know. And they always come to me and they don't know what to do. And I tell them, I'm like, you need to do what your heart's telling you to do, not what your friends are doing. Okay? When it comes to stuff that you want to do, and my friends are the same. Man, I had so many friends go and play hockey, and I just decided to go to school. That's all I wanted to do. I just wanted to go to school. I wanted to work. I wanted to have fun. And that's what I did. And I don't regret it. I really don't. Um, Mostly because, again, and I know money isn't really, or should be a factor, but you guys got to realize that it costs money to play after high school if you don't get picked up by like a tier one junior team right out of the gate or a college. It's just inevitable. So that's another thing I took into account too. And I just figured I would enjoy myself more if I didn't play. Sports aren't life. They shouldn't be life. And that's what I try to preach to my kids. And I'm going to support them whether they want to go be a landscaper after they graduate or if they want to go play club hockey at Duquesne or Slippery Rock. Like I'm going to support it either way and I'm still going to coach them the same. So that's how I love to approach team training in situations like that. And uh, that's definitely something I'm going to have fun with and I look forward to with these Shaler kids. And I want them to realize that it's okay to fail. And I told my Butler kids, you know, I want, I want you to expose yourself in front of your teammates in a way that it'll show you that you're human. And you're not, you know, the best lifter in the room. You're not the most athletic. And you may be, but everyone has imbalances. Everyone has failures. Like, I want that to be exposed so I can gel this team as best as possible. That way, when the third period hits and they're down 2-1, any pair of skates that are on that ice, they can trust. Because they know they're human. And this is something I talk about with all my high school athletes. Truly. I'm not lying. And uh, I take pride in that because a lot of coaches don't do that. And I understand the mental aspect of being a teammate. It's true. So I'm definitely excited to not only make a mental but a physical impact on these kids. And I'm so freaking excited to be at Shaler and try this new opportunity out. And I may be here for a year or I may be here for three. I don't know. And that's the fun part about it. So I'm extremely excited to get with these kids. I met some of them. They are outstanding parents, outstanding kids. And uh, I don't think our first training session can come soon enough because I am <laughs> I'm super pumped. Probably a little bit more than I should be. But uh, I'm always, I always love to make an impact on kids. 
And that's one of the things I pride myself on as a coach. And that's something that my coaches used to do with me. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's why I took the job at Shaler. And I wanted to share this with you. If you don't give a shit, that's fine. Um, but I'm merely sharing this with most of the people listening right now that are friends and family that I don't always get to talk to. And I kind of get to give them that reasoning and some more detail onto why I make decisions that I do. So... I hope you guys really enjoyed this. Um, I hope I gave some different perspective on how to look at situations with coaching and why you make decisions and stuff like that. So if you have any questions, if you listen to it, if you hate it, you know, send me a message. I don't care. And I always love the feedback that some of you guys give me that listen to uh, these episodes day in and day out. So I really appreciate it. I hope you have an awesome day. Uh, don't take anything for granted. And if you can be anything today, just be kind. All right. Don't be an asshole. So (laughs) I'll see you guys on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening and have a good one.